New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? Super Bowl Sunday? The light green is uh, for the Seattle Seahawks this morning. So whatever team you're rooting for, if you like football, enjoy a great game, enjoy some fun family times with friends. I, really, I, have a, I have a dear friend who does not participate in the Super Bowl. And we were talking about one day, and the thing I love about freedom is somebody can choose to not participate in the Super Bowl, and I can choose to participate in the Super Bowl. And I can have a fun time, and it's one of my favorite days of the year, and I love football, and But you know what? It's just a small example. I could have wore a bathing suit this morning. I could have. I was almost for a point. I was going to wear shorts and a t-shirt and my flip-flops this morning just to have a visual demonstration that I'm free. If I wanted to do it, I could have. And then I saw the snow. I said, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of a point. But before we jump into freedom, um, we're going to open up with something that we're going to... How many of you know that I love this, the Bible because by way of reminder, by way of reminder, I don't know if you guys get everything the first time, but I sure don't. And um, as a pastoral team, uh, we've been working on this heartbeat of vision, and Steve Hogan has done a tremendous job the last two weeks of, of communicating and setting forth uh, some of the things we envision. So, you know, however you do it, but we're going to ask you, you know, when we say we have a vision or we're envisioning, remember we had the pair of the binoculars, we are envisioning. So Sarah, let's put it up. We are envisioning. This is what we're going after. This is what we're believing God for. When people come into this place and they get to know us, we're envisioning a large and vibrant multi-generational family that loves God Loves people and loves life. You, does everybody, can you, can you picture it? Can you envision it? Can you see it? We're envisioning a place where people from all backgrounds can come and receive healing and equipping to grow in their relationship with God. We're envisioning a family and a place. We're envisioning an environment free from limiting traditions where the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit is free to reveal more of Jesus. We believe that you can have encounters with Jesus that will change your life. We envision a culture, a culture that consists of those who want to do extraordinary things, take risks, and partner with God to develop to the fullest potential their callings and their destiny. We envision that. We envision a culture. We envision a lifestyle, a joyful new covenant lifestyle that lives in perpetual wonder of all that God has prepared for those who love him. And we envision a large corporate heart that wants to to generously serve and advance the kingdom of God, making an impact within the Rochester community and the nations. So in weeks ahead, in days ahead, in months ahead, I pray that this just becomes part of our DNA, becomes, becomes part of our vocabulary, and it's, it's that we envision a family and a place and an environment 
a culture, a lifestyle, and a heart. And we're going to continue to keep going over that. And um, it's going to be part of our, part of our breathing, part of, a, part of our fabric of who we are and, and what we're envisioning God for here at New Hope. I think it's wonderful. Sarah, put up the uh, core value one. Last week, Steve unfolded for the pastoral team the seven core values that we believe um, are there. So there's supernatural, and there's freedom, and identity, and kingdom-mindedness, and biblical, and generational empowering. These were the seven core values that were unfolded last week. And he did a great job. If, if, you, haven't, if you weren't here, you're a guest, you would really enjoy it. You could even hear it again. I heard it again for the second time. We've been going over it. It's just really good to cultivate it and let it be part of our thinking and part of our heart. But the core values are, they're like the glue that hold us together. They're the values that we're going to protect here. You know, a value is something you protect. It's actually something you'll fight for, as we'll find out uh, this morning in a little more detail. So what we're going to do for the next uh, six weeks is we're going we're to go through the core values and we're going to spend a little time with them. So today my assignment was the core value of freedom. And what an opportunity to speak on freedom. So um, how many of you know that's a pretty big topic? It's, pretty, it's amazing because when you think about it, you're thinking, wow, the truth is, I think I could spend four Sundays on freedom alone and kind of laying a little foundation and building on that and then building on that. So um, it was interesting because I, I love the topic of freedom and it made me, it made me dig into some of the you know, the essence of taking, taking all that subject of freedom and saying, what do I want to communicate today? How do I want to inspire you to, be, to live free today? So we're going we're gonna to try to tackle this. But all week, or actually for several weeks, I knew about uh, this date of speaking about freedom. I want to I name the title of the message, so that's easy for Beth too. Beth, you don't have to call me later. <laughs> she always does. Does a great job. So I want to say it like this. You, because of Jesus Christ, and we're going to dig into this a little bit, but because of Jesus, we are free to live, free to love, and free to be. Because of Jesus, we now are free to live, free to love, and free to be. Took everything and, and, and narrowed it down to that, and we actually at the end of the service, we'll jump right to the end, I found an anthem. You know, we're going to sing. It could be like, you know how we have our national anthem? It's a song called Holding Nothing Back. I am chosen. I am free. I'm living for eternity. Free now forever. I'm free to live, free to love, and I'm free to be. I'm free to love you, Jesus. And um, part of this unfolding is I just want to make some interesting declarations just to start. King Jesus... King Jesus has been invading planet Earth and going to the darkest places of the globe, releasing his love and power, setting people free. Jesus Christ is not limited by democracy or any other form of government that's ever been on planet Earth. We're going to dig into that just a hair because I think as Americans or a Western mindset... We love our freedom, and I love my freedom. And we're going to break that down a little bit. But I want you to remember that King Jesus is not limited by any culture, any government, or any, 
Any, uh, any dic- there are dictators still on planet Earth. There are dictators. There are regimes and tyrants and governments, and God is moving all over the globe. And so I want to jump into a neat scripture in Luke 4.18. The spirit of the, Jesus declared, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom, freedom, liberty for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind to set free those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. One of Jesus' biggest assignments when he came was, I have come to set the captives free. Prisoners free. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thought. It's a beautiful reality. So I want to play a video. And how many, uh, there was a little, where was that little thing? Was it in the Facebook when you, there was a little teaser. I like these little teasers we put it out there. The, was that the New Hope Family News about the video clip? How many of you have already guessed what video clip I might use this morning, right? It was pretty easy. Now, there is a tiny little word in there, but please, let's not be too uptight about it. Tiny. But I want, I want to share with you why I picked this clip. One of, my, one, of my, one of my personality traits is passion. It's passion for life, passion for living, passion for serving Jesus. And to me, I've watched this clip probably five times just this week. It's a clip that touched me the first time I saw it. But I believe it captures a passion that will even be released in this room about what it means to be free or to fight for freedom. So let's show that video clip, and then we'll go from there. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives but they'll never take our freedom yeah you sorry Watch that volume, Brian. Come on! Does that pump you up or what? Who would die for freedom? If you would die for freedom, raise your hand. Would you die to be free? You know how many men and women have died to be free that we can experience freedom today? That we can celebrate in a local church in 2014? Men and women who have served in the military in every battle on planet Earth to fight for freedom? That clip captures the passion of William, Sir William Wallace. If you don't know the story, he was the main leader during the wars of the Scottish independence. Scotland was being controlled by England, and he was part of a group of people who rebelled against a government that was a tyranny, or they were controlling people. We have a history, I think it's fascinating as Americans, we value freedom. Would you agree? I served in the United States, United States military. I was in the Air Force. I know many of you here have served for your country. One of the values you would do is you'd lay down your life for our independence and our freedom. Words like oppressive dictators, 
unjust and cruel governments, tyrants, those who abuse power and authority, a government that unjustly oppresses people. These are things that in us, when we hear these things, something should rise up in us. Because ultimately what we're saying is that we're fighting for freedom. Democracy is a good thing. Freedom is a good thing. How many of you could imagine a world where we didn't fight for human rights or independence or personal freedom? And it's interesting, but see, Christ did not come to earth so that I could get a tattoo on my arm. And that's not limiting, but there's so much more we're going to get into. But there's a reality that I like the fact that I can dye my hair pink if I like. That I got, a, I got a tattoo right here. I got it when I was 17 years old. I say it's a sign of my rebellious youth. But there are people who enjoy getting tattoos now. I've considered getting a few scriptures on my arms. But the truth is, I'm free to do that. Now, what if you don't like it? I'm free to do it. I'm not, we're going to get into the responsibility for you. But if I want to get a tattoo and you don't like it, I'm free. Personal freedoms are very important. We, a lot of people feel like we're fighting for our freedoms even now. But I tell you, freedom will always be fought for. Write that down. Freedoms will always be fought for. So as Americans, let's just review a little bit of our own history. I think it's fascinating. The King of Britain declared that the states were out of his protection And now he was waging a war against us. It is written in the Declaration of Independence that he has plundered our seas, ravished our coast, burnt our towns, and and has destroyed the lives of our people. It was declared in the Declaration of Independence that this king was a tyrant, unfit to rule over a free people. He had armies controlling the land during peacetime. He imposed taxes without consent. He even derived people from a benefit of a fair fair trial by a jury of their peers. He wanted to abolish freedom and control and rule over the colonies. You realize in the very DNA of our nation, we we, we should be people who will say enough is enough we will fight for freedom. So when I see William Wallace ride that horse, and he says, you know, you could live, you could, remember the one guy, are we going to face the English? I'd rather run and die, I know, I'd rather run away and live, or stand up and fight and die. And I believe even in the spirit, there's this intensity of God's spirit in us that says, in Christ Jesus, it was for freedom that he's come to set us free. And something we'll fight for. We're fighting for the freedom that Jesus Christ accomplished for us. But I do want to read just the opening of the uh, Declaration of Independence, July 4, 1776. How many, when's the last time anybody's read the Declaration of Independence? Read it. Honestly, pull it up on the internet. It takes two seconds. You will be inspired. And what I believe, what happens as you start it and you begin to read it and you get to the middle, all of a sudden, you will feel like that spirit of 
rise up. I believe it's a godly spirit because they're going after freedom, and you'll see it kind of getting more intense and more intense, and it's this idea that they wrote that thing before they even knew they had the victory. They wrote that thing. They were making, they were putting a stake in the ground and saying, we'll die for this. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of, and of nature's God entitled them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Amen. Amen. Amen to the Declaration of Independence. Amen that I love living in a country where if I want to move to San Francisco tomorrow, I can go. If I want to go back to college and get a degree in farming, I can do it. All the things, I just want you to be reminded that we live in one of the most beautiful free countries on planet Earth. Today, we experience enormous freedoms. And um, that, I'll just end it there because I don't want to get too, anybody too upset. Uh, a lot of conspiracy stuff going on out there. But there's a reality. Whenever I leave the country, which I don't very often, I always want to come back and kiss the ground. Because, man, we were born free. We love freedom. It's a value. It's part of, it's part of our DNA as, as, a, as a country. But in preparation, here's the craziest thing. We have to understand this. That America, I was born in 1958. I was born into a free land. I've never experienced a tyrant or, or, or a dictator. And it took me a while to understand it, but how many of you know that I was never free? So you can be born in a free country, and you're not free. Because there's only one person who can set you free. It has nothing to do with our natural citizenship of being a citizen of the United States of America. There are people in Iraq, in Iran, there are people in China, in India, there are people in uh, countries like, you know, there's still dictators in South America. And there are people who are free. So let's, let's dig into this a little bit of what kind of freedom are we actually going after? What kind of freedom, if we have a value that says one of our core values of New Hope Community Church is freedom, so what does that look like? Mankind, or the human race, was oppressed by the devil. I want to make this real simple, and there's a neat book called The Throne Life by Joe McIntyre, but it's really, I, I think it's simple and it's helped me out. Either I belong, or I'm in Christ, or I'm in Adam, okay? So in Adam, from the day I was born, if I'm in Adam, I was under a curse, or I had, I had a nature, 
that I couldn't get free from. Now that when I was born again, I became in Christ, now I'm in Christ. So can you make that distinction? I think it'll be very helpful as we grow and we communicate and we talk. I am no longer in Adam. I am now in Christ. In Adam, like I said, everybody born on planet Earth, it wasn't an American problem. It wasn't a South American problem. It was a planet Earth problem. Planet Earth was subject to a tyrant. Planet Earth couldn't get free because it says that the devil basically had a domain over planet Earth before Jesus came. So Jesus comes as victor. Jesus comes, he comes, represents the Father. He lays down his life. And the most powerful thing he did was he established that we can now be free. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. The human race was in bondage. We were all slaves. We couldn't escape. We were all in Adam. And now we needed to be set free from the domain of darkness that's talked about, or the power of darkness that's talked about in Colossians 1, 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his Son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through the forgiveness of sins. How many of you know in Romans 8, 2, it says, for the, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So I want us to understand how important it is that as we're interacting, as we establish a core value of freedom, that for all of us, we understand that our neighbors who do not yet know Christ, who have born and been raised in America, who live in a democracy, they could be in bondage. If you, one of the neatest pictures, if you do study, you could study 20 scriptures on freedom, and it becomes real clear that the picture that's painted is either you're free or you're a slave. You're either being controlled and there's power over you and you can't escape or you've been set free and the chains are broken. And it's a beautiful picture because even there was some neat interaction this week I was reading about, but if you are in Christ, you are free. You're in Christ, you are free. So one of the one of the best uh, scriptures that I found was in 1 Peter 2, verse 16. Verse P- fir- 1 Peter 2, verse 16 says this. Live as free men. That word is, plur- is, is both genders. Live as free men. Live as free men and women. But do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. You're free to live. You're free to love. You're free to be, live as free men. Galatians 5 is a powerful one. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Let's have a little fun with that one. Stand fast, therefore... In the liberty by which Christ Jesus has made us free. Who has made us free? Jesus has made us free. And do not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. If you've never ever never knew what a yoke was, a yoke is that thing that has, you know, it's a big wooden thing and it has two spots for your head. 
And it's usually cows. You see cows that are yoked together and they're walking. Well, if, there, if that demonstrates there are some things where it says, you know, take my yoke upon you. If you're yoked with Jesus, that's good. If you're yoked in bondage and slavery and sin, it's not good, right? So n- don't be entangled. Never again you have to be yoked into bondage. You are free. I believe that this intensity in Galatians 5, when Paul's writing Galatians 5, I believe it's the same spirit that you see in William Wallace. Stand firm. Hold your ground. You've been set free. Christ came to set us free. Don't let anyone ever take that away from you. You have liberty. Let's talk about some of the things we are free from. We are free from our past. We are all on the same level playing field. I was brought up like this. You were brought up like that. You had that hardship. Whatever your background, whatever your upbringing, whatever kind of parents you had or didn't have, you can be free from your past. You can be free from the power of sin and bondage. You can be free from death. How many of you know you never have to fear death again? You're free from death. No more sting. That's a positive thing. You are free from fear. Fear from the future. Fear for anything you want to do in your life. Freedom is, a, is, is such a powerful thing that to be, you, you're being, I'm sorry, you're being freed from fear in your life. You're free from a religious spirit. We talked about that even in, in our, I envision us not being tied into the traditions of men, of having a man-pleasing spirit. How many of you had to get free of a man-pleasing spirit? I did. Man-pleasing spirit, traditions of men, what are they going to think? How are they going to do it? It's religious spirits. Religious spirits constantly want to put you back in bondage. In Galatians 5, the main thing Paul's talking about is we are free from the law. We are free from an old covenant. Galatians 5, 1 is screaming freedom. Christ has made us free. Not to be led again by the Judaizers into circumcision or any of the law that were being justified by the law. We're not being justified by the law. We're being justified by our faith in Christ Jesus. That we are now in Christ. We're no longer in Adam. And now we're free. Now we're free to serve one another in love. We're free to walk in the Spirit. We're free to bear fruit in the Spirit. Now the Spirit of God in us has made us free. Now we're free to live and free to love and free to be. The word freedom there in Galatians 5 is interesting because by which Christ Jesus has made us free. He's liberated us. He's delivered us. He's forgiven us. Part of being free is being forgiven. You can't be free if you're carrying past 
sins around with you. You have to know that you are forgiven of your sins. It's part of that freedom. It's part of that justification. Knowing that you're no longer in bondage. Knowing that you're no longer a slave. No, lo- no longer confi- confined. You're not in prison anymore. You're not being confined. You're not attached to that yoke of slavery. You're a free man. Live as free men and women. In Galatians 5, it talks about not being entangled again. And it's very specific to the old covenant and to 613 laws. And the bondage of the Jewish law or the Mosaic law, I I read some interesting commentaries. I like this line. It's the old covenant of bondage. The old covenant of bondage. We are now in a new covenant. And the agreement now is that you can be forgiven, you can be free, you can walk in freedom, you're no longer... This is an interesting one about who, who do you identify with? One of the core values we have is identity. And Karen's going to be sharing about identity in a few weeks. But who, who do you identify with? Where is your identity in? Where is it grounded? Where is it rooted and grounded? If it's an Adam, if you still believe that somehow you're connected to Adam and you weren't set free from Adam, then you, you still have a sin nature you're wrestling with. You still have an old man that you've got to carry around. You still have a wicked heart that hasn't been born again, hasn't been quickened by the Spirit of God. But if you're in Christ Jesus... You now have a new heart. The old man is dead, and you are no longer a slave to sin. Is that good news? Jesus has set us free. John 8, verse 36, and verse 32 combine these beautiful thoughts, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. It's interesting when you read that in 32, when Jesus says that, you know what they said to him? They said to him, I could almost hear us saying this to him, Jesus, I was born in America. We've never been under a dictatorship. My whole life, we've never been in bondage. That's what they said to him. They said, they said we are Abraham's seed. We were never in bondage. They were blinded. They didn't understand that he wasn't talking about um, their, their heritage or their, or their nationality. He was talking about their, their spirit and their life. Only Jesus can set people free. Only Jesus can set people free. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted to close today with us worshiping to a song Uh, that I do believe, I want to read the words to the song for you. I am chosen, I am free. I am living for eternity. Free now forever. You picked me up, turned me around, you set my feet on solid ground. Yours now forever. And ain't nothing going to hold me back. Nothing's going to hold me back. Nothing's going to hold me back. My chains fell off. My heart was free. 
I'm alive to live for you. I'm alive to live for you. Amazing love, how can it be? You give me everything, you give me everything, you give me everything. You washed my sin and shame away. The slate is clean, a brand new day. Free now forever. Now boldly I approach your throne to claim this crown through Christ my own, yours now forever. Ain't nothing going to hold me back. Ain't nothing going to hold me back. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I'm alive to live for you. I'm alive to live for you. I'm free to live, free to give, free to be. I'm free to love you. Father God, I pray right now over every saint that hears my voice. And I pray for the reality that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. I pray for the reality that you are no longer identifying with Adam, being subject to the domain of darkness and the devil's realm, but you have been transferred into a new kingdom. And in this kingdom, you are now in Christ. And you are free. And I pray that any behavior or any pattern or any habit that has lied to you and said, I cannot get free, you'd understand that you already are free. And that through God's grace and mercy, you're going to play it out. It's going to walk in your life. So I want to read a few scriptures before the worship team comes on what I believe, I, I, I put these down as we have a responsibility to walk in freedom. And we have a responsibility of how we live. How many of you know that we just had a memorial service here at the church? Right? It's just an example, but I thought it was a good one. If I am serving somebody... And this is a time of honoring, and, and it's a time of memory. Would I show up in my bathing suit? Would I? No. Come on now, you know me. Would I do that? We're having a memorial service. I'm going to a wedding. Am I going to wear shorts and a, and a, I hate the expression, we grew up calling them white beaters. I don't know, it's a horrible thing to say. The white t-shirts. I have one on under here. I'm sweating right now because these lights, I sweat. Would it be proper for me to take off my shirt and be in a wife beater and give Joy a big hug? Would it be proper? No. no. This was played out. Wednesday Connect is interesting. Wanda and I love kids. Now, I'm going to say, I'm not going to give any parent, I'm not going to tell anything on their kids. But we were doing a fun thing two weeks ago. We were laughing, having a fun. We were playing a game, and the game had to do with drawing. And some of the drawings were inappropriate. How's that for a good word? Some of, the work, some of the drawings were inappropriate. So this Wednesday, we're playing a game. They like the game. Everybody laughs. It's kind of a lot of fun. And what, here's what I said to them. I said, I'm asking you to do me a favor today. And we're going to play this game that you guys like. And I'm not going to control you or tell you what to draw. That's what I said to him. But right now, I want you to be, be careful. Because if you draw something that's inappropriate, because I ask you not to, 
I'm going to bring it to your parents. And they're all looking at me with their little faces. And then this was the question I was hoping that they would ask. How do I know if I'm drawing something that's inappropriate? I go, you ask the Holy Spirit if it's inappropriate. And then if you draw something that's inappropriate, you're going to learn. But all of them were looking at me with their little faces. How many of you know there wasn't one thing on that paper that was inappropriate? That one thing was inappropriate. The week before, there were probably many things that were inappropriate for that setting. Kids can be kids. I love them. They make me laugh. I don't know why poop and fart is such a big thing for a 10-year-old, but it's unbelievable. Um, But I want to give a few scriptures that I think hit on this area of personal responsibility before we close. 1 Corinthians 8 and 9. Be careful however, that the exercise of your freedom does not become a stumbling block to the weak. I am free to dress however I want. If I'm going to honor my friend and I'm part of a ceremony or a life service, a memorial service, I walk in with my shorts and my raggedy T-shirt and my flip-flops and everybody else is dressed up. Who do I think I am? That's To me, that's an inappropriate use of freedom. You get my point here? So live as free men and women. Live as free men and women, serving God. And, and it's just, sometimes this comes under common sense. But I think what's funny nowadays is sometimes it's like we are free to live, to love, and to be, and to serve. But don't use that freedom to make somebody stumble. If I know somebody doesn't like a cold beer, if I know it's a problem for them, When they come over my house, guess what? I'm not going to get out the cold beers. I'll wait for Jonathan and Steve to come over to have the cold beers. Freedom. Freedom. But that's a very valid point of you have to know and serve and love people. Galatians 5.13. Love this one. Galatians 5.13. You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. Serve one another in love. Be, live as free men. Do not use your freedom to cover up for evil. Live as servants of God. 1 Peter 2.16. 1 Peter 2.16 is a good one. Live as free men and women. 2 Peter 2.19 they prom- this is for the Judaizers or some of the people that want to take away the freedom. They promise you freedom why, them- why they themselves are slaves of depravity. This is a really powerful scripture. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. You can't fool Holy Spirit. You are free. Live as a free man. Live as a free woman. Don't use that freedom to make somebody stumble or to indulge in evil or to be a jerk. That's paraphrased. (laughs) Don't be a slave to anything because you're in Christ. I ask myself that question all the time. If something has control over me, if it masters me, if it controls me, 
then I'm a slave to it. And I don't need to be a slave to anything but Jesus. I am a slave of righteousness. I have a master who's filled with mercy and grace. So Beth, why don't we have the worship team come on up? And um, what, I, what I pictured, you know how in, in your preparation, what I believe the Holy Spirit wants to kind of get at sometimes is he wants to get at the religious spirit that holds you back and limits you. This song is nothing's going to hold you back. And sometimes in our life, it could have been, uh, Wanda and I had a fun time with dear friends yesterday. And it was really fascinating to hear her heart and hear some of the things. But she grew up in kind of a religious setting. And there was a lot of bondage and rules. And even today, she's learning and growing of what it does this look like for me to be free in Christ. So everybody has permission to be free in their journey with Christ. So as we sing this song and we declare these truths out loud, and as this is, uh, what's that word I'm thinking? I saw a picture of a coffee pot. It's just percolating in you. It's percolating. The little recap. Jesus came to set you free. Only Jesus can truly set you free. And he set us free to live and to love and to be who he created us to be. And we don't have to be in bondage or in slavery to anything. And thank God for our country and fight for freedom. Fight for those who can't fight for themselves. And if you're here and you need to just uh, sometimes, again, be free to sit, be free to stand, be free to dance. But sometimes there's something God wants to break off of you. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit, I'm just praying, Holy Spirit, right now, whoever needs a touch, that they can be more free. I want you to be more freer when you leave than when you came. More freer. More freer. But be free. Be free, and you know what? Be free to love. There's no law. You be free to love and live life. Be free to serve. Be free to be. That's a healthy place. That's why it's a, a core value of this house that people are free.